Hey, hey, everyone. It's your boy, SJ Beat, here with... Miss Proper. Good morning, boys and girls and gender nonconformers. Yes, and we are the Odd Ones Out podcast, coming to you live from the comfort of our own homes. <laughs> yes, currently in my bed as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, Miss Proper, I have to congratulate you. Uh, Me? Because you made it to what? We made it to what? Episode 12, our final episode of season one. Yes, congratulations to us. When you said me, I was like, what did I do? Did I win something? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, congratulations to we, and we, I mean, the two of us, and also our fabulous listeners. Please don't miss us Uh, too much. Yes. I know. We will be back, just so that you all know, you don't freak out, because we won't freak out. We'll be back January 1st, so just catch up on all the episodes. You will have no excuse to not know what's going on in our lives, and be caught up. By Jan- by time January first comes, I'm sorry. We just we had to we had to get a break, you know. We got to get our things in order. We got holidays coming up, you know. We got to get some new things to talk uh, about, you know. Okay. <laughs> yes, girl, you better say that. We need a little break, just a little bit. We need a break, just like everybody else. Mm. You know, we've been show stopping week after week after week after week, getting hit after hit after hit with these episodes and. Look, we a little, we a little, we get a little tired too. We got to revamp and come back bigger and better than ever. You know exactly. So we will be back with with a whole new setup, a whole new list of topics to talk about, and we will even be even yes. bringing on guests. So please ride with us and come back January first for the newest episode. Ooh, I'm excited already. <laughs> I'm excited already. <laughs> All right, so today we have a great topic for you guys. I think it's been a long time coming for this one. A lot of people expected this topic to come right after we did our famous father's episode um, or father dynamics, but you know what? Today it's all about the mothers. It is all about the mothers in the house today. Come one, come all. Yes, we about to get into it and unpack it and figure it out. And just as a disclaimer, we are not coming to drag our mothers at all. We are just certainly speaking our truths and our experiences throughout our childhood and just kind of just kind of hinting on and talking about their involvement and and who we are today. So, you know, it's all love here, especially from me and and Miss Proper. It's just all love. It's all love. It's all exactly. love. <laughs> so, uh, big question. Big question I'm going to pose. Do we, or not do we, or how important is the motherly figure in a household? Mm. Oh, okay. I'm going. I'm going. Got it. So, <laughs> I was like, me, me, me. Okay. For me, I think, I don't know. I guess it's just because. I grew up in like a single parent household. I had my dad, of course, but I feel like a mother figure is super important. And for me, I guess I didn't realize how important a mother figure was until I, until I got Mm. older and then just kind of watching people and how they maneuver through life with their moms and just uh, helping me understand my own situation. So for me, I think mothers are incredibly important, especially being like, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it means anything special. Just me being a girl, I think having your mom there, being the person that you can talk to uh, about just about anything, and being your number one girlfriend, mm. as well as being the authoritative figure, and just being 
you're the first female that you mm. can trust. I feel like that a mother figure is very important in a lot of ways, in more ways than one. Because if you think about it, some people's moms, they're like everything. They do everything. They're the first face they see when they wake up in the morning, probably the last face they see when they get when they go to bed, as at least as a child, you know, for mm. some people. That's not always the case for other people, but that's usually how it is for yeah. some. So it's important. To me, I think it's very important. Just like a father figure. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> I know. I keep like I want to stop for this something else just comes back up. So I have to go like uh oh, oh, like yeah. vomit, just like keep saying it. But anyways, but SJB, how important is a mother figure to you? I mean, or for yeah. you? Um I guess mine is kinda like yours but different. I guess I didn't realize until I got older how important a mother yeah. was in a household, just because of course I had an I had an absentee father, which is fine. But I didn't understand mm-hmm. the caliber of that and, and the nature of what my what my experience is my mom. I didn't understand the caliber of that until I got older of how important it was, which she did playing both roles, you know. So I think it was like when I got older, I was like, oh, damn, she did all that. She didn't have to do all that by herself, but she did. And I think if I wouldn't have had that motherly figure there for me in the ways in the best way she mm-hmm. knew how, I don't think I would have ended up the I don't think I would have been my best self you know whether negative or the positives I just feel like the mother the mother is someone there to help you nurture you and and in some instance teach you how to love yourself and 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 how to love others in in other ways so I think um outside of my own experience I think a mother is just supposed to be that nurturing spirit that you need and come to to cry at home at night if you need if you need that or if you even want that some people don't even want that but um um, the mother figure is important to me because I just feel like that's the like for me that's the sensitive part of you like I think like the parent some re- I mean it, it changes from parent to parent you can have two dads two mothers whatever but for me the mother and from my experience I think that's the part that gives me like my my like my sensitivity or my like my femininity like I don't know what about that it's like the softness to me like the softness of a mother like the kindness like everything you like that you you see her as your protector, your provider, your everything. And I just feel like without that, like I like, where would I be? Like what like who would I love more than anything? I think I think I think more of the love aspect when I think about how important a mother is. I think it's just like not them like it is not all about them physically being there, but the love being there enough to to take the place Mm -hmm. of of that role even if they're there physically like I just feel like you need someone to love. You know, and it got to be like your biological mother can be like, you know, foster mother or this person right. that plays that role you know whatever mother, mother figure you know so it's just like mm, the love the love thing is for me that's the big answer to that question like love that like love is the end of that for me like I feel like the mother figure it's important because you that's where you get your love from the most nurturing love from like you can't it's nothing like a mother's love they always hear that and I feel like that's very true I mean of course it's expressed in different ways but it's nothing like a mother's love nothing like it so that was a long-winded exactly. question child but um, no, yeah. I mean, if you want to know how important a mother is, just look at Mother's oh. Day. Things uh-huh. be like, yes, I swear, that's the biggest day where you go buy gifts <laughs> and everything. And then Father's Day roll around, it's just non existent. Like, People What's be that? like, it's so funny. I feel so bad that it has to come right after. They should have them on like the same day or something so that way they don't have to compete. But yeah, Mother's Day is like a big deal for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. Well, with that being said, that brings me like a question I've been wanting to ask and it's do you how do you feel your relationship I guess with your mom has uh contributed Mm. to your oddness or how has it helped you 
become the person that you are today in some way. Mm. I know. I was like, I didn't want to rush right into it, but I was like, we gotta, we gotta rip it off no, the bandaid. You, you gotta take it off, right? Because we we didn't hold back with the fathers, so why hold back with the mothers? Right. <laughs> why hold back with the exactly. <laughs> you right? Spare no expense. Bit. They get a little more leniency just because they were there. You know what I'm saying? They were there for for you know physically. So, um. Mm-mm-mm. My, I'll say this, my mother is like my, the spitting, I am the spitting, spitting image of my mother. I will say that, it, whether I like it or not, I am. Uh, we are very strong-willed. We are very uh, determined. Um, we can be very darn stubborn. Um, so I think that's a lot of the time growing up. I think I was trying so hard not to be. My mom, not saying that that was a bad thing, but I just felt like she was too, like, too, too into work, too stiff, too this, too by the book, too, like, robotic, you know? And I was like, oh, I will not ever be that type of person. Because I was like, oh, I just feel like it's like the, like, because she's in the military, she's in the Army. And I just feel like the Army, like, that's just who she is. Like, that's just, you know, she's very structured. She's, you know, make sure her clothes are ironed down to a T, make sure everything matches head to toe, da 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 But... By me trying mm-hmm. so hard not to be that image or that archetype of being like that headstrong person that's just like always the pings of having together, always got this crisp down to a T. I tried so hard not to be that person and like as a child because I just felt like it just I don't know, something something in me felt like it was authentic to her, her but it wasn't something that I wanted to follow through because it just seemed like it was more more so of a tough love type of relationship that we have which is not a problem with tough love but it's just like you have to have the kid a kid that's willing to receive tough love and i don't think i was a kid willing to receive tough love like because the like like everything about the military or the army turned me off from our situation because i just feel like it just wasn't the love that i felt like i needed like i feel like the love that she the lack of love that like i felt i feel like the military got in some sort in some way or another, which I understand that because I understand that she sacrificed herself to do everything she needed to do for me by joining the military. But I think her joining the military, she lost out on a lot dealing with me and a lot of the things, moments I went through. Like, you know, I always spent time Mm -hmm. um, in the house. Like I'll be be in the house, I'll be outside in the neighborhood running around by myself, cooking myself, something to eat, this and that. Like very self-independent, which is a good thing as a child because a lot of people grow up with both of their parents and they don't have to do nothing for themselves. You know, but I will mm-hmm. say she always took care of everything and she always, you know, this, this and that. So I've learned different traits from her, like how to keep family first and this like that. But I did I also learn like the traits that are that I feel as though are not so great about her. Just like distancing yourself from family this and that. Like it's, it's good to stay away from the drama every now and then. But when you distance yourself so much that, you know, nobody really know who your child is like that until they start coming around themselves and they get to learn me. And then when I came out and all this and that, like everybody was just so shocked because nobody really knew, knew me. They just knew that I was like her mm-hmm. child. Like, Oh, you so-and-so's kid. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. But ain't nobody ever really get to know me because she sheltered me so much, which I get because I'm all that she really has in the world. Yeah. She has a mother. Um, she lost her father at a young age. She, she has all of that. But it's just like, when you have a child, I just think it's completely different. Like, the, the way you love is a little different, even if you love in mm-hmm. a different way. Like, even if you don't love the child the way the child feels as though they should be loved. So I say all that to say, like, our situation is very, like, mm, it's we love each other to death. We are for each other. Ain't nobody about to do nothing to her. Ain't nobody about to do nothing to me. But we are estranged. 
in, in some aspect. Mm. Like, it's just like, we, the love is there. We never question or doubt that at all. I've never questioned my love for her. And I'm sure that I'm all that she loves. Like every time anybody or friends in the military talk to me, oh, your mom is all, your mom is all that you, she talks about. Like, that's, you her world. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, that's fine and dandy. But sometimes I question myself because I don't feel that. I get the tough love of that. Like, I, it's great to hear that she's bragging about me and doing this and that, but I don't physically feel that love. Like, she's not affectionate. We don't, we, we ain't hug until, up until I got, like, older. Maybe, like, middle school. Like, that's when we start, like, showing, like, physical affection. Like, she hugged me and this and that. Like, I don't remember, you know, so it, by her not being affectionate to me, it makes me over-affectionate. And that can play out in good ways and bad ways for our relationships or friendships or whatever. It just makes me a super affectionate and loving and lovey-dovey, touchy type person because I didn't receive that from my mother as a child. And that's something I always yearn for. But And sometimes I do go looking for that in the wrong place. And then sometimes I end up in the right place, giving the right kind of love. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it's just it's a trial and mm-hmm. error with us. I think now in 2018, we are much better. We're communicating more. Our conversations are much more open. But I feel as, feel as though we don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we love each other. We know what we like. I know her favorite color. I know her birthday. I know she likes this type of food. I know how to cook this. You know how to cook that. Like, we know each other like that. But we don't know, know each other. And I think that to, to this day, that's why she's so confused about certain actions that I take or certain things that I do. And and then sometimes she puts mm-hmm. herself in a situation and she makes herself feel as though it's something that it's always something that she did. But I sometimes we bump heads because I'm, I'm just trying to get her to realize that whether it, no matter what approach you had or what parenting style or tactic you had growing up, I still was going to be who I needed to be or who who God saw me to be in the future. Whether you were there all the time mm-hmm. or whether you're not there all the time, I was, I was going to end up how I was supposed to end up. And I think the, the battle that we have, it's just like, oh, maybe I could have did this or maybe I wouldn't do this or maybe I wouldn't have missed this soccer game or this and that. Like, the type of the situation we have, what type of relationship we had maybe like up until a couple of years ago, it was just like, like, for me in my mind, it was like very like monetary. It's just like all I expected was like love and money. <laughs> like that's all I expect I said, if I got money then I know that I'm loved you know what I'm saying like not saying that she didn't uh-huh. love me though that made her love me any less but she always got me everything I wanted everything I ever asked for I got except a dog but that's for another special okay and you know what I'm saying <laughs> everything, everything I ever asked for she always got me but I started thinking that that's what love is and that kind of ties back to our episode that we had the last episode like what is love I like just because she was giving me all those things, I just felt as though that's what love is. Love is people getting you stuff, everything you ask for. Love is this. So when I got into a situation where people weren't doing anything, I'm like, oh, they don't love me. I can't deal with them. I don't trust them. You know, so that's the type of dynamic that was created. There was multiple things and traits that I learned from her that I applied in my life. But I think I'm just I've refined them because I, I see where they can be problematic. And now I feel like because I'm mm-hmm. growing from them and I have like embodied them and I'm spitting them out in a different way and she sees them in a different way. I feel like she's growing from that herself and learning, you know, what, what to do and what not to do as far as me and regarding me and my feelings and how I feel and us getting to know each other. I just feel like I literally am a spitting image of her, but I'm like almost, as she said, like a bit, like a, I'm a, a, a better image of her. I, I'm meaner than her. I can, I can be a lot meaner than her, which she always says. It's just like my emotions and stuff and mm-hmm. like me just being stern. It's almost like I'm military too because I was with her all those 20, 23, 24 years. You know what I'm saying? So I had to endure all mm-hmm. that she endured with the military. But I will say, 
to wrap it up because it was real long because I'm going to let you get to you. But <laughs> I say all that to say it's a work in progress. I think she was the best mother she knew how to be giving what she was, you know, how she was raised and what she thought a mother to be. And I don't fault her for that. Mm-hmm. She did the best that she could with the situation she was given with me. And I think I and I'll always admire her for stepping up to do what others couldn't do for me and always making sure I felt like there wasn't anything lacking in my life, even though I felt though as though there was as far as like my 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 father and this and that. But she did what she could do. I just think she people can only love you as much as they're able to love themselves and, and, and this and that. So I mm-hmm. feel like as much as she could possibly do love you know because on people you know you you have to know love and embrace love to give love and i think that's what that's we went through for most of my childhood you know what i mean i think it's just, it was just a struggle of her also knowing herself and finding and doing what you know finding herself and figuring out who she is as a woman and what she wants as a person in life and her goals and her ambitions i think once she really got to the root of what she really wanted in life she was able to give like that love i'd always been looking for and and i i, I some people be like oh it's too late now you grown no it's the now i'm glad that she's embracing who she is and i and i'm breaking who i am and we are embracing that love that we have together as a mother and son I think that's just a really important relationship to have. We may get mad at each other, we get mad. Like when we get mad, we get mad because we both stubborn. We ain't gonna say nothing. We gotta take a mediator to, you know, to get us back together. It's low key grandma most of the time when we get into it. But you know, so I say all that to say <laughs> we're gonna move on to you. And I wanna pose that same question. And you already know the question, so I'm not gonna repeat it. <laughs> but <laughs> Because you probably don't remember, but you remember. I know you. But it's all right. No, I I know what you're gonna say though. Yeah, so I just want to know about you and your story and your mom and how she contributed to your oddness as you were growing up and where you are now. It's weird. I feel like I was dreading this topic more than the father one. I feel like that one was easier to kind of talk through. Whereas like the mother one, it's still. I mean, just like the father one, it's still being you know, it's still evolving. And I feel like the mother one is just as evolving. I think I have a lot more to say because like USGBI also, we grew up, we, my mom was around more, you know, so have more opinions or feedback on things or just, you know, experiences. So with my mom, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's odd. It's, it's an odd relationship. It's uh, kind of an uncomfortable relationship in a sense because I I thought our relationship was normal compared to and I'm not haven't even gone into detail about it and I'm still trying to as I'm trying to find words to explain it and express it um, I'm having a hard time because I don't even know where to start because I feel like our relationship is so unusual from the typical mother and daughter relationship and someone have pointed out to me that my mom and I were more like cousins than mother and daughter. And I I, would, I took it with a grain of salt. I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. That's just how people are with their mothers. You know, that's just the normal. And it wasn't until I, I just, you know, got more friends and then they would take me home and I would see how they were. Like they absolutely adored, adored. And when I say adored, like they just, their, their mom is their absolute world. And for me, I was just like trying to get away mm. from mine. And with the relationship with my mom, first things first, my mom, she had me when she was incredibly young. 
So she's pretty much she was she was in her teens and like she's I guess fifteen. So it's like she's trying to figure out how she how figure herself out as a teen and then kind of being forced to triple that and become an adult overnight because she had me. So we were pretty much growing up together in a sense. And um, from what I can remember, and I mean, I may miscalculate, but I feel like I may have lived with my grandma until I was seven, I think, because I just I is this one spinning image that's in my mind. And it's me, my grandma is taking me to school because I remember her always making me cereal. And I remember she didn't, it was one morning, she didn't have milk and she put water in it, but I'm not going to fault her for it. (laughs) Okay, Gladys, (laughs) make it work. (laughs) Right. And I had my cereal, but I remember us getting in the car and I called her mommy and I called her mom. And even, and I mean, I thought that was normal. You know, I called my grandma mom because that's that's who I thought she was. You know, I thought she was my mom because she was doing everything I thought a mom was supposed to do. And today, I think that in a weird way, and I don't and I don't mean to be hurtful or and try to call anybody out in any way, shape or form. But that is how I see my mom. I see my grandma as my mom. And I didn't realize that until I got older and I started looking back on my life and I would think, where was I? Oh, where did I always want to be? Who did I always want to hang out with? Who did I always have that bond with? If I needed something, who did I call me? Of course, I would ask my mom if I needed something. But sometimes my mom, she would say, you know, call your grandma. And then I will go call my grandma. And I'm like, all right, well, this is my grandma. And, And to this day, my grandma has been my backbone, my number one supporter through and through from my wedding on to like graduation on to everything not saying my mom wasn't there she was there it's just our relationship is so weird and I don't I don't know if it's because maybe I'm weird to her or she just she's not used to someone like me I don't exactly know what someone like me is to her in her eyes but she's not quite used to me what I was saying and I had to talk to I was talking to one of my brothers about it and I was like I'm pretty sure my mom loves me, but I, and I, but I'm saying I'm pretty sure I'm not a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure my mom loves me because everybody always says that she loves me and she says she loves me. And I know that she will do anything for me, but sometimes I would feel like she didn't necessarily mm. like me because of the fact she didn't understand mm. me and it, she had, we were, we were on the phone a while back and she was saying, I guess it was something that I was doing. And she was like, you know, that's not how you were raised. Like, when did you become like that? And the first thought that came to my mind was like, you don't know who I am. I've always been this way. And it's just a matter of, I'm jumping from no, top to top. I'm trying no, to figure no. out. You're making perfect sense. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a place to like pinpoint it. But it's like with my mom, it's just, as I was growing up, so many people would always say, you know, don't be like your mom. Don't be like your mom. And that's what I would strive for. I strive to be incredibly mm-hmm. different and, we didn't really have as much interaction, I think, throughout my childhood as I would like. Yes, she was present. She came home every night. She called if she was at work. She called every single every single hour on the hour to say, like, oh, what are you guys doing? Okay, you're not doing nothing? Cool. And then she'll hang up kind of thing. But it's, like, being there physically is is different from, like, being there mm. mentally. And and there, there's a big difference. You, and I'm glad that she came home at night, you know, because my mom, she had me at 15. She didn't have to stay. She could have left, you know, but she chose to stay. And I do appreciate her for doing that. But as far as saying, 
that she's she did the best that she could I I feel like she's she didn't do the best that Mm. she could because I felt like because I in my mind I think I want to think more of her and I want to think higher of her and I know that she is capable of more than what she was able to give in that moment in time in her life you know I see how she is with my sister who's young much younger than me and she um she takes great care of her I mean my mom took care of all of her kids you know but she took care of us all in different ways but she takes excellent care of my sister she's super involved in her life she's involved in her sport she talks to her but also my sister she gives her that love back too so maybe it's like a two-way street but like I was saying before, I felt like my mom, she didn't quite like me like me because she didn't quite understand me. I would say my grandma raised me and I would say TV mm. raised me because if if you've met me before and you've met my mom, I've heard it my entire life. If I bring friends home, they'd say, oh man, that's your mom. Like you guys are so different. I didn't realize that was your mom. Like you were day and night. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know how I came out to be the way that I am, you know? I mean, hence why I have the name Miss Proper. I don't know why I, <laughs> I don't know why I speak the way I speak. I don't know why I like the things that I like. I don't know why I am the way I am. I mean, I just, I resulted back to TV because I felt like TV raised me. I had Disney Channel on from the time I woke up in the morning to the time I went to sleep. And those were the, the figures that mm. I saw in the, I only thought when I look at the mother figures, I'm like, man, they only exist in TV. There's no way there is a mother that takes that much interest mm-hmm. in their child. And I felt like my mom wasn't like, and and it just, it keeps going on. It just, I didn't learn what a mother was until I moved away from home and I was exposed to other mothers, whether it was, whether it was friends becoming mothers or whether it was classmates becoming mothers or actually meeting like my husband's mother, they're all very different and they come from different backgrounds, different scenarios and situations. But it's the point that the, the one thing all those women had in common is that they were incredibly excited about their kids and I wasn't used to that I didn't I wasn't used to your parent taking interest in the things that you do my mom of course she wanted me to get good grades she wanted me to be respectful you know she wanted to make sure I was doing those things but I feel like as far as anything outside of that not that it didn't matter but she just didn't take interest in it and I don't know what her reasoning for it was you know I mean I I don't know but I just I like certain things stick in our minds so for me my classmate she worked full-time, she's a single parent, and she was in school, and this program was one year. Imagine having to go to go to college all year round, and they're just shoving everything, and you have a really big test that you have to take at the end of the year, like everything's being, and it's, it's science and math related. All those are your only subjects with, well, math mm-hmm. is accounting, so math thrown in, and it's all one year. You have to learn all this stuff in one year, so the program was super intense, and the fact is, she was able to do all those different things. And then the fact is when that she worked full time, she drove to school an hour away every day of the week. And then on top of that, having projects and homework to do. And then right before we had our lab, she would sit there and be like, oh, guess what I'm, guess what I'm doing with my daughter? I'm going to take her here. I'm so excited. Or if her daughter was going away to her dad's house she would get sad well she when her daughter was going to her dad's house she would get sad and she's like man I'm really gonna miss her I don't want her I don't like when she has to go over there but of course I want her to have a relationship with her dad like hearing that and that enthusiasm and the fact is it's like girl how do you have time to hang out with your kid like we have papers that got to be done you got accounting exams on Monday and like we still got lab like how do you have this time 
to spend with your kid. And the fact is that she was making mm-hmm. the time to spend with her kid. And she wanted, is because she wanted to do that. She wanted to go out of her way to do mm. those things. And then it's because it's like with my mom, she works 24-7. She works all the time. Like she works so much, I feel like she should own the place that <laughs> she works at. It's like a lot of the time it felt like work was getting in the way. And I'm not going to fault any parent from working, but I just feel like there has to be mm-hmm. a balance. And you're going to work so much that you're going to allow so many other forces and so many other things raise your children. And sometimes those influences that you have around them are not good influences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my mom, she didn't have a lot of good influences mm-hmm. around us. And I know to, the, to this day, she kind of, she, she may not do it anymore, but I know she did. She would question herself and say, well, why did this happen? Why did they turn out this way? Why did they turn out that way? And it's like, if you just go back in time and just look at the people that you had around them or the people you exposed them to, that contributed to how they are in some way. Because, I mean, even when you and I talk, SJB, you always say that I'm like, oh, you said before, you're like, you're like a test, a walking testimony. And then I'd, I would just laugh when you say that. But at the same time, I would think, man, you're kind of right, because I should probably be on baby number two right now, not moved out of D.C., still hanging out, like just mm-hmm. being there. You know, I just felt like the cards, they weren't aligned for mm-hmm. me. And then it's just the fact that I, I, was de- I was just desperate to get out of there. Like I moved out of my house when I was 17, and I just, I never went back. I never, I went back to visit, but I never mm-hmm. moved back. And I just, I stayed away. And when I'm away because I feel like the environment also that I grew up in was incredibly toxic. It was a very toxic environment. And I think that that also contributed, contributed to my oddness. And I'm dealing with those things now that I'm older, certain things and how I react to things or just seeing things a certain way, you know, and, and I, and I don't know, I'm jumping around again. Perfect. But... Sense, girl. You did great all this. Come on. You're doing <laughs> I know I'm trying I'm not trying to like shame my mom again it's just my mm-hmm. experience and um I've and again like realizing for example I, I mean I, I got married like two years ago whatever and it it and I didn't, haven't talked to my mom about it because I mean I, there wasn't I feel like there wasn't a right time to say it and it probably really didn't matter but the fact is is that my grandma and my mom was probably excited, but just based on her actions, and I've said it before, actions speak so much louder than words to me a lot of the time. So if I'm I'm looking at you and you're not showing me what I feel like you should be showing me, I'm going to take it a certain way, especially if you don't speak up or say anything. But I felt like my grandma, again, the person who I see to be my mom, I know my mom is my mom, but my grandma, she she took the reins of the wedding. She was full in there. She was calling me. She was doing everything that you know you would expect mm-hmm. your mom to do. You know, you expect your mom to be excited about your wedding. You expect her to talk to you about it. You expect her to just give her feedback or input, no matter if you shoot the ideas down or not. You you expect her to be excited mm-hmm. for you. And I felt like with my mom, like we never, I think we probably talked about the wedding once throughout the whole year of planning. We never, but other than that, we never talked about it. She didn't bring it up. She didn't recommend anything. My Like the way that, as hands-on as my grandma was, I expected my mom to be that way. And she wasn't. And I thought that was weird because I didn't understand why my mom wasn't as excited for me as I, you know, as I thought she would be. 
And it's the fact that my grandma was taking on those reins. And I was even thinking about it too. I was like, when I have kids, I instantly thought my grandma would be their grandma. Yes, my grandma is going to be their grandma, but they're, it's not going to be their first grandma. My mom is going to be their first right. grandma. And that, and that, that kind of made me sex. I was like, oh, I want my grandma to be their grandma. But I was like, oh, wait, I have my mom. And I was like, well, how? And it made me start wondering, like, how is that going to go? Mm-hmm. I feel like my mom will be excited and stuff like that because one, um, one of my brothers, they're having a baby. And I think that's awesome. Like, that's great. And then she's, like, super excited and she's planning everything, and which brings me to, like, the relationship between the difference, I guess, between my brothers and between myself with my mom, like, I guess sometimes, I don't know if my brothers feel this way. I just, it's things I've heard in the past. Like they felt like somebody, it was always about me in some way. Whereas like when I, when I grow up and I look on their relationships, I feel like my grandma's in my corner and my mom is in my brother's mm. corner, which makes sense because I do feel like some parts in our, in our family, you know, they, they, they look at my brothers a certain way and they don't, I don't know they just they they not that they're against them but it's like they have this kind of this 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 thinking towards them I guess I don't know what the thinking is not sometimes it's positive sometimes it's negative you know they just they see them a certain way and so my mom is there to be in their corner and I think that's great that she's in their corner but in the same time she's in their corner but she's not in my Mm. corner and that may not be true but that is just how I feel and that's how I look at it throughout uh, my years of growing up and being around her and it's like if I needed something she would provide she does provide but then if there's if if it's like something extra or if it's even if it's something I just need she's like call your grandma and I just got so used to that calling my grandma and asking my grandma for things if I need something because that's what I was always always directed to do mm-hmm. so I don't know am I making no. sense girl any- from start to finish you are you are good. Okay. I was like, I feel like I'm all mm, over the place. It I literally went in a, I was like, damn, she really went from, you told the whole story from start to the middle, the midpoint to the end. Okay. I was like, I really hope I'm like, everybody's able Mm-mm, to keep up. Understood. And, yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I mean, I'm not going in super depth with everything that's happened throughout mm-hmm. life, but it's just a relationship and with my mom that we're trying to, I guess we're trying to figure out something, but it's just weird because anytime if she calls me, I'm just like super dry and I don't really have much to say because I don't know exactly how to have a conversation with her. I don't know what to say to her. And then I feel like, and I don't talk about, I really don't talk about myself with her because if I talk, I feel like she doesn't care to hear it. Mm. And that may not be true because she did. I mean, when I talked to her a, a few days ago or a week ago or something like that, she was asking me about myself. But to me, it was weird. It was like, why are you, you want to actually hear something? About right. me? But I just feel like I feel like my mom doesn't really know, doesn't really know me. She doesn't know who I am as a mm. person. And I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person that has that experience with their yeah. mom. And and I don't want it to seem like I'm trashing her or anything like that. It's just that I, I grew up with my mom, so I have more experience with her, and I have more things to talk about. And I'm sure if I had like the same, the same thing, like with my bio dad, it probably I would probably have the same things mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. you know. But the point is, is that I just I would like a better relationship. I just don't know exactly how to have that relationship. It's just it's awkward. Mm-hmm. 
it's an awkward situation. And I think she has contributed to my oddness in a way because I'm not, I mean, outside of my grandma and, and you, I mean, I'm not super close to my family. And then I, I always found that difficult because my husband is incredibly family oriented. He's very close with his family. He would like to go see them every weekend if mm. he could. And then that's what I couldn't understand. I was like, why do you need to see your family? You just saw them last <laughs> month. Like that's, what, like, that's what I didn't understand because I would, I probably see my family once or twice mm. a year if mm-hmm. I'm lucky, mm-hmm. you know, but now that I'm older, it's like, I really want a better relationship with my siblings. Cause I feel like maybe we were kind of put against each other in some way, not by my mom, just like, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. ourselves or just maybe just different influences. So I really, my, my concern really is just having a better relationship with my siblings yeah. even though my sister she's kind of annoying she's, she's <laughs> young but I still love her I still love her right. regardless but yeah it's just having a better relationship with them because I told my brother I said I don't want like I used to work at a funeral home so I don't want to be those people when we get together it's like man I haven't seen you in 10 years but here you are my brother right because I mean whenever my mom does kick the bucket we all have to come together because we're all we'll be like her mm-hmm. caretakers so we would want that to be the only time I'm jumping from my mom to my siblings but I don't know I don't know how to get to know my mom I don't know what to do from this point mm-hmm. forward I don't know how she's gonna feel once she hears this and I mean and also too I just want to say this too my grandma she wasn't my only influence as well I think my godmom and my grandma together they definitely had they helped shape me into the person mm-hmm. that I am to this day in some way and that and I'm grateful for them because I mean I think I I've done something cool and I, I do want to credit my mom too because she was there you know like I said she could have walked away it's just our relationship mm-hmm. is just weird and it's I'm trying to understand it the older that I get and I try not to fault her too much because I know she always says that she you know she was trying and she's aware of her mistakes and things of that nature but it's just like how do you move forward how do you go where do you go from mm. here wow <laughs> i think that it's awesome that you um the first step is awesome that you even know that and you're able to acknowledge and you're able to talk through it and because i think that's the first step if you didn't know it and you or if you did know it and you just wipe it under the rug and not really addressing it and calling it out but the mm-hmm. fact that you you know it within yourself and of course then you're on a podcast that releases each week and you're talking about it out and open for others to hear and, and of course she's probably going to hear. I think that's going to what's going to it's going to take to possibly break the ice and get the conversation started. Uh, it starts with the conversation. So I think hearing this could could start the conversation and thinking very positively and being an optimist. I think this this could That's definitely true. get the get the situation rolling, get that fire burning. I don't know. I just I just want I just hope that she like listens to it and not take it as me mm-hmm. just bashing. I keep saying that I don't want her. I just want her to take it as my truth and just mm-hmm. think, wow, what made her feel this way? What did I do? Or how could I? What could I have done differently? Right. I don't even know if it can be like what could I have done differently. Maybe you could think of what could you have done differently because you have because my sister's younger. You know, she's at an age where you could do. Di- do things differently and she is doing differently like that I commend Mm -hmm. her for that too because she's taking a lot of interest in my sister but I don't know maybe she just never knew how to communicate with me or how to interact with me because I was because I am so different from her hey you never you never know I think 
everything you've said, everything I've said, I think it's been very tasteful. I think we're just both speaking our experiences. It's not something to bash someone for them to get mad at. I'm sure if they were on the same platform and they had some things they wanted to go down the line and say about their kids, they would have <laughs> some things they want to say, you know. But um, the thing is, we're, we're very much so grown. We're very much so mature. We're not about trashing anyone or, or dragging anybody through the mud. We like you speaking our experiences and what we and how we experienced it. Um, you can't take not no one can take their truths your truths from you, even if it's your parent. So that's a, it's just how you experienced it. Uh, I mean, it's all at the end of the day, this whole thing was just out of love. This whole episode is just pure love. So hopefully everyone just took love from it and, and realized and, and resonate within themselves and reflect in themselves of what they could do better, what they can try to do to to rebuild and, and reestablish these relationships that have been lost or demented over the years. So that's all we're just trying to do. We're just trying to do the work. We're trying to initiate the work, okay? So if anything, you better be fired up to initiate that work so we can be, you know, where we need to be in life. You know, you can be who you need to be for my grandkids and the grandkids after that and this, this, that, you know? It's all about us just trying to mend, mend the fences is what we're, what we're mm-hmm. doing. That's taste because I feel like if none of this was was never said, they would never know and it'd be, they, you know, it would never be anything for them to work on. Yeah. I know. It's weird. It's easier to talk to a bunch of people I probably have never met before mm-hmm. or even people I have met. It's easier to just talk to them mm-hmm. about it and talk to you about it versus talking to the person that really needs to hear it. Like, I feel like I couldn't have called my mom and said all of these things to her because she even asked me. She's like, you know, do you think I'm a bad mm-hmm. mom? And I was like, I mean, she was already upset and I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's going to kick somebody when mm-hmm. they're down. So, I mean, I was like, well, you're not like a bad mom but you're not like a great mom yeah. you know like I think I said I think I said that but I was like you know I don't want to make you upset because I mean you've, you've done some things right in our life and of course you've done some things you know not mm-hmm. so right trial and so error. Trial error. yeah trial yeah. and error and it was really like that when you have kids at a young mm-hmm. age is trial and error so I mean after you sharing your experience is there something that you feel like your mom could have done differently in your life I just want to ask I just want to know like if there's something you feel like she could have done differently that would have made her maybe in your eyes a better mom or maybe would have helped you I think you answered it kind of when you were sharing your piece mm-hmm. but some uh, yeah. be physically she was there emotionally she was not there and like I said I think that's just because it's something maybe dealing in her childhood that she didn't receive or the affection she didn't receive so if I had to change anything about her or add something to her to make her what I needed her to be that would just be affectionate and much more open and loving and not so secretive because I think that's the trait that I've took with me I mean yeah I'm open to certain people but I just hide this it's like I have a whole other life I'm living which I'm not but it feels that way sometimes because I don't completely share everything and I get that I think I feel like I get that from her you know like just hiding bits and pieces of yourself and to the point where you didn't mm-hmm. hate yourself so well your son don't even know who you really are I mean I can have I have an idea I know you're my mom and I know you love me but I don't know if you are what you are presenting because it feels like you still are like it's still like there's still things that are being hidden from me and I feel like I'm on a scavenger hunt and I don't feel like I should be you know trying to piece the puzzle you know i'm all about i I can piece the puzzle together but i i don't feel like finding all the pieces like this is a lifelong journey you know what i'm saying give me the pieces and i can Uh put it together myself and we both can figure it out together but if you're gonna keep hiding the pieces i'm gonna be eventually tired of trying to figure it out and this is gonna be what we are and what we always have been moving forward so i just need her to be a lot more open 
And I think once she, I think once she gets out of the military, I think that's when we, me, people who she know, will see the real her. I think yeah. the military has been doing so much like damage control and she's been so worried about what people think about this and that and you can't post this because this person will see this or a job. You know, she's been so caught up on that. Once that is gone, I think she's gonna be she's gonna be a little crazy for you may know, like maybe six months after retirement. But I think that's when she's gonna really true truly come into the essence of who she is. So I think that's when she's truly gonna truly tap into that affection and be able to give affection to those around her, me and whoever else moving forward in the future. So that's what I would change. I'm just give her affection. I'm gonna give her the power of affection. You know how they have that thing on Facebook, which which what power would you give yourself? I'm gonna give her the power of affection. I just think that's all I've yearned for. And I think that that's why I've gotten caught up in some situations. That's why I love extremely hard, sometimes too hard, which is a bad not a bad thing, it's a bit of a sweet thing. But um yeah, I'll give her affection. Simple. Done. What about you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Because I, I feel like, not that it's too late mm-hmm, for me, mm-hmm. but it's like, I guess it's not as a big deal because I kind of accepted our relationship for whatever it is in this current state and time. But I think just having a genuine interest for your kid and, and when I say genuine interest, it's like doing what's truly best for mm-hmm. them, regardless Sacrificing of who you're dating. Yeah. Yes, I, like just completely sacrificing yourself. Mm. And I, I think she, my mom can do that going forward with my younger sister. And that way she can have, um, not that I didn't have a mm. good chance, but just she could have a better chance. Yeah, it's like a second chance at life or something. You know I mean, like, you know, like just getting, I mean, you had chances before, but it's just like something's different about this one that you didn't been through a lot yeah, with sure. y'all. I just think like this time is a real charm and this you know it's at the end of the day like i always say not i'm not bringing it to my father but just to gear it towards the dynamic you're explaining with your mom and your your little sister is like i'm so what i said to my on my father's side my my siblings on that side i told him i just want you to be who you can be for them even if you weren't able to be that for me because i don't want them to go through life going with what i had to go through even though that shaped me for the better I just want them to have you there because I feel like every every child at least wants their parents in their lives. So I just said, Can just please exactly. be what you couldn't be for me. That's all you can give me. My greatest yeah. joy. Even if you we don't we aren't better moving forward, just please be that better for them so that they don't have the same questions in life and make the same decisions I made off of you being absent. Yeah. Cause you can't go back in time and change all the mistakes that occurred. I mean, you could probably apologize for them, but I mean, they're already happened. They're in my brain, and that's just it. And I'm, and I'm doing the best that I can to move forward from them and making sure that I don't repeat those mistakes with my kids. Because I do worry about that mm-hmm. sometimes. And I'm like, like, what if I, what if I do the same thing that my mom did to me? Or not that she didn't think like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but still, what if I'm the same? Yeah, like, what if I'm the same way? Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to repeat mm-hmm. that. And so. it starts with these conversations, girl. I feel like you don't open the book. You to open the book, Seriously. and now it's time to write the pages. You know, so the exactly. work has to be done. I feel like all things, all good things come with time. I'm, I, you know, I'm just trying to be on this on this whole optimism train. So you know, <laughs> so you know, you got to be in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump over to the corner today because I'm, I'm like, ugh. I know that's right, but you know what? Let me say this: you did. A fantastic job today, Miss Proper. You did that. We got through that because this was this is one of the hardest episodes. Like besides, well, the father's one was hard too, but this this one we were just trying to make sure we were just being tasteful in everything we said. So, yeah, I'm ready for that quote too. Though. 
wasn't trying to nail my mom. Right. I wasn't trying to nail her to the right, cross. Right, she didn't right, do nothing. Not yet. Like, right, not, right. I was like, not yet. She didn't do nothing yet. I'm just playing. It's hard to nail people to the cross when they're Hello. nice. But anyways, quote, quote, quote. so quote of the day. Exactly. Your last quote until January 1st. Don't forget, January 1st, tune in for the episode. Even if January 1st is not on a Wednesday, who knows? It's going to be a new year, so we can switch up our days. January 1st. Talk about it. I'm here. I'm so, oh my God, I'm going to miss y'all. I kind of want this episode to end. Because I'm going to miss y'all. Like, I want. Are you serious? Like, we about to be going for a whole couple of weeks. As you can tell, we're bleeding over our normal time. So I'm going to, you know, get to the quote of the day before we start talking more. So the quote of the day is by Elder, I think his name is Eldridge something. I forgot to write it down. It's probably wrong, though. He's an elder of some sort. Anyways, the quote is, there is no one perfect way to be a good mother. Each situation is unique. Each mother has different challenges, different skills and abilities, and certainly different children. The choice is different and unique for each mother and each family. Mm. Take that if you want to take it. Take that, wrap it in a bow, and take it home with you. It's- You're welcome, It's been a pleasure. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad. I want to cry. I know, this, I know we're not gone for good, but it feels It's like- a wrap of season one, baby. We did that. 12 episodes strong. It's proper. You did that. We will. Well, you'll get you some wine. I'll give me some wine. Y'all get y'all some wine. And we just drink together. We'll pretend like y'all here. We'll probably have the whole bottle because we got that many people that yes! love us. So I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that time. I love you. That time. I love you, JB. Love you too, Miss Proper. And we are the Aww. odd ones out.